First of all, I'm Ben. This is Francis. And we're from Make Now Think Later, and we've got a special guest, Hi. Michelle. I'm Michelle, yeah. It was lovely for you guys to have me on here. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. Yeah. Well, full disclosure, Michelle's my partner. <laughs> yeah. And that is the prerequisite to getting on the show. What? <laughs> and Francis is my partner, so that's fine. That's <laughs> yeah, in, ca- in case you're worried about the consistency. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So if you, see, if you see someone else in the show, it means, it means I've been booted. There you go. Oh, oh no. I got standards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so today's got to be a little bit of a quicker one yep. than usual. Yeah. So let's just get into it, I think. Yep. So Michelle, you've been uh, posting a bit on TikTok. I think that's kind of the cool thing. You're a little bit of a comic artist, I would say. Your kind of content slants towards a more psychological slant, if that makes any sense. That's my brief introduction. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what I realized that I like making. To be honest, that's kind of not even that long ago, I think, that it started evolving in that direction. I've always drawn. It's not my main gig. You know, I study, I'm working, but it's something that I've always loved to do. And I've posted online for a really long time, like since my mm. since my early teens, I've been posting online. I've been you know, early early days, it was it was the Tumblr, it was the Deviant Art yeah. uh, for many, many years. And then it was only because like last year, you know, actually when you're talking more about content, that's when I decided to make a TikTok and start posting some things on there. Before that, it had been, uh, I posted a bit on Instagram, but I never got much of a following or anything. Mm-hmm. use it mostly to follow my other art friends and connect in the local uh, comics community. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I started posting and then last year I did do um, a longer comic that was kind of related to, you know, my main field, which is psychology. And it did pretty well. And I How's kind of, pretty well? Yeah, what is it? it, it oh, real numbers here, Michelle. Well, I thought you guys weren't focused on numbers. <laughs> um, it, it got something like, uh, I think it was about 140K like plays on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is kind of more attention than I've ever received before online. And that actually wasn't because I was going to say, oh, that's the thing that inspired me to post more. But actually that one posted, I posted that one. I think I posted something else after that. And then... It's been a bit silent for a couple of months. It's been a bit quiet. But yeah, I, I started out, I guess, when for most of my drawing life, I was more doing more illustrative work. Mm-hmm. And then I fell into the local comics community, mm-hmm. started doing comics. And I think I realized that that's what I like doing. And I think, Ben, you've talked about quite similar things about how it wasn't so much. You don't think of what you want to do. And then jump in and then that's what you do. You kind of evolve it through doing more of it, seeing what gets a response and learning what you really love to create, I think, that Mm. intersection between what people respond to, what you're good at, and then what's fulfilling, right? Yeah, 100%. Because that's such an interesting niche, right? It's like what your day-to-day, it's what you study and you're Mm -hmm. studying. Because I've I've seen the comic and I think that's why it resonated with so many people because it's almost like you know the problems or the issues or you felt that before and you knew that very intimately, mm-hmm. and that story connected with a bunch of people because it was, mm-hmm. like, I hate the word, but it was like authentic, mm-hmm. right? It was actually, yeah, it meant something. It wasn't just like, oh, I hope this does well. I'm going to test it out to see if it does well. It's like, mm-hmm. no, this is like a real sort of, yeah. Because you, you were mentioning that you've posted before on Instagram and things like that, right, yeah. for a while, but there's something that seems to have changed because, you know, maybe it's thinking about your old content as kind of like just sharing what you're doing, which is valuable. But this one felt a bit more like, I don't know, because poly- it was like a complete story. Mm. And what do you think was the difference? What made it pop off, do you think? 
uh, you know, it's hard to have some ideas, but it's also hard to say because I, after that, I posted something else that I thought was, uh, you know, I go to zine fairs a lot and I sell my comics as zines and the comic that has been the most popular at fairs and has by far and away sold the most is my Animal Crossing fan comic that I've done and then comparatively it didn't do as well on TikTok. So I think a few things go into that. I think one is, you know, algorithm for sure. I think TikTok is interesting. It's very different to any other, like I said, I posted everywhere. Let's chart my journey. I've tried posting on DeviantArt and then moving to Tumblr. I've tried posting on Twitter. I've tried posting on Reddit and then Instagram um, and now TikTok because I've always been quite involved with online art communities. And there is something different about TikTok compared to everything else. It has, I don't know whether you found this, Ben. I know you post on TikTok a bit as well, even though that's not your, mm. your main posting arena. But it is by far and away the most inconsistent compared to any other platform I've tried. You know, I have these like high highs and low lows that we post as seen by nobody. And then there's, you know, posts that have blown up far more. Yeah. And I just don't know what controls that. I don't know what goes into that. So it could just be chance. It could be luck because the other posts on other platforms that has been way more consistent, like I could sort of generally predict how well a post was going to do mm. based on the number of followers that I had mm. while I was posting. So, but I will say, you know, if I want to be a bit more optimistic about, oh, it's just, you know, it's just algorithm, it's just chance, I would say what sets this comic apart from the others I've done, it's, it's by far the most personal thing I've ever put on mm. the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it hit home for a lot of people just yeah. from looking at the comments and that sort of stuff. Yeah, which is kind that's of scary. True. It's very personal, not just in terms of my feelings, but mm. I've always done, even not the therapy focus, but I have always drawn like autobio comics, comics about my own life. Yeah. Uh, that's something I've always enjoyed doing, you know, draw from what you know. Yeah. And with this comic, you know, it's me in it. I'm wearing the clothes I wear, my dog's in it, my, my house is, you know, I, yeah. like, I, I have these panels where I'm like lying in my bed and I have these comments on TikTok like, hey, like, not to be weird, like, but this is like the Hemnes David from Ikea. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, I was like, oh, this is really like a window into yeah. not just the yeah. ideas that I have, but really into my, my real life mm -hmm. uh, and, and what I experience. Um, for context, the comic, I'll just, I'll just say the comic is called, yeah. it's only like six pages. It's called Therapist. And I posted it, I think only on TikTok so far. I haven't posted it on Instagram. And I developed that through a workshop with a graphic novelist who came to Adelaide last year called Sam Wallman, who's a comic journalist who's excellent and yeah, I went to one of his workshops and drew this comic there. Mm. Yeah, like you're saying, Ben, that is very authentic, right? Like, yeah. even though you hate the word. But, the word <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was such a window into your life. Mm. And I think one of the interesting things about the comments that you were getting was that they were very personal. And yeah. oftentimes personal about themselves, but oftentimes like worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, that was scary. <laughs> I got messages, not just comments on, oh no, I, I think I did post it on Instagram as well because I got messages from people who knew me even a couple people who I hadn't spoken to in years just being like dms being like hey your comic really resonated with me but also hope you're doing okay <laughs> just kind of like oh hope you're doing all right and it, and it was it was about you know kind of a hard time that I was going through mm -hmm. last year yeah maybe I can actually like describe the comic as well just for context mm -hmm. yeah give it a yeah. brief yeah. we'll throw it in the description just to, oh, to yeah. give some context as well yes, yeah. yeah so like I said it's a short comic um it's just an autobio comic about me going about my daily life and it's kind of about a time that was you know when I was going you know like I said I'm, I'm studying psychology and I was studying and I was doing placement and I was working and I was just uh, really stressed and 
finding it really hard to hold it together. And I just found it interesting that, you know, there were sessions where I'd go in and like I would sit down and I would speak to my client and they'd be like, oh, you know, I've got so much on my plate. And I'd be like, have you tried this? Have you tried this? And I realized like the next week I went into my own therapist's office and I like told them the same thing <laughs> about me. Hmm. So that was the, the basis of this comic. Um, it just kind of takes me through that and then it shows how I feel. So it's about me. Then I turn into this like pink blob. So that's how I feel. Sometimes I just feel like a blob more than like a person. And then I have to like get into like my human skin suit and put on appearances. Mm-hmm. And I go get into my skin suit. I go to work and then I like, I open the door and I'm like, oh, like, so my client is like, oh, like, come in for your session. And then the person sitting on the couch is a blob. Mm. And yeah, I guess my messaging with that was that, oh, you know, I just don't feel kind of like the pressure I feel you know, as a therapist. And I think most therapists, and I'm just a baby therapist, I'm not even like fully qualified yet. Uh, but I think probably um, people in this field, but also in other fields feel, you know, this pressure to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's something, even for people who aren't psychologists or therapists, I think that key idea is something that will resonate with everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Having shown that you can connect with other therapists in that way, and, you know, you can see in the comments that there were other therapists mm-hmm. yeah. that were like, you know, saying that they were feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Does it make you want to make more content for that audience? I think so. Yeah. I think I've been telling you about a comic that I want to make kind of in a similar vein that because something that I've realized, I guess, while posting that is that I also had comments from people saying like, oh, you know, like it's nice to remember that therapists are human too. Mm. And I think, Something that I think about often is that people don't really know what goes on in therapy. <laughs> I feel mm. like it's like a black box. I feel like it's this big, big secret. Like what actually happens in therapy? You know, somehow most people don't seem to actually know. And so I've had this idea for a comic series, mm. which actually sort of opens that door up a bit and talks about what you can expect from therapy, what you're allowed to ask your therapist, what you're allowed to say. Because often I have friends coming to me and saying like, oh, you know, like, am I allowed to ask my therapist like this or can I bring this up with my therapist or you know you, or you say to them like oh how's therapy has it been working for you like are you feeling better and they're like I don't really know mm. and it's like if therapy is working you should feel there should be a difference if you don't really know it's probably something's not happening yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Busy, I don't know if, about you but I can see like a full content strategy in my just from oh, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking oh, full, yeah. kind of like just pure content strategy mm-hmm. i'm yeah. thinking okay this is what i'm thinking off the top of my head michelle you've got your current uh mission draw mm-hmm. right because you've got these two characters like your pink blob which is you mm-hmm. i think you have a whole different mm-hmm. oh that's cool you have a whole different account yeah. just for this therapy wow. talk yeah the going deep but on your mission draw mission draw one you document the whole process of creating this one Right, so that's yeah. where you put all your behind the scenes, your sketches, your ideas, and this is where the polished yeah things go, mm. right? And then you start like doing that sort of one-two experiment. So it touches the, hey, it's me, the real person, Michelle. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, all right, now I can almost create a cult following behind these characters, which is me, but in cartoon yeah. form, mm. right? And then you've got as you're learning psychology, it's like and therapy. You've got endless content because things are going to yeah. come up. Not sharing like client information, but it's just like <laughs> scenarios. You know what I mean? Like mm. uh, answering those questions that people have in an entertaining and visually appealing way, 
and it's you, you're not just coming up with this stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, who drew this? Okay. Oh, cool, Michelle. Oh, she's an actual therapist, psychologist. Okay, cool. It's like a, it's like a nice little, mm. and then I'm seeing books. <laughs> I'm seeing like <laughs> comics. I'm seeing T-shirts. all sorts of stuff. Wow. Merch, Conventions. Everything. You've got like a little blog, like a pink blog. Wow, you've yeah. got oh, it all planned out. That's it. I yeah. love the visualization. The <laughs> I did have an idea about that. I did think like uh, an eventual goal I would have is to have some sort of like hard copy book yeah. that could be really easily accessible to people, yeah. you know, because this isn't something that want to overly, you know, like monetize. It's just like, oh, you know, like people need that. Yeah. Yeah. I would be afraid of overly monetizing it as well. If it's valuable, people yeah. will pay for it. Yeah. You just make it valuable. That's the main thing. And then mm. the money will come. Right. Yeah. It's like just, it's almost like how you're saying there's, there's a real problem there. It's like people don't know what therapy is. Yeah. Can I ask my therapist this? That's like a volume, mm-hmm. like a series of books. Like I love what's appropriate? This idea. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. But then it could it could start off like you can test that book idea with Instagram carousels, with yeah. TikTok carousels, with Twitter mm-hmm. stories. You know what I mean? Mm. Like even on YouTube, whatever. You just like the social media, see it as a testing ground, and then you can sort of document the ones that hit, the ones that don't, the comments that you get, and then it's like, all right, I'm going to place it then a bet on the physical book based off of these sort of bits of content that have already done well. You've already got one piece of content that went off. So yeah. it's like there's one scenario, yep. the therapy of the therapist, right? Yeah. And like you know what I mean. So it's, and then there's another volume, like this is just for therapists. It's like the inside will look like it's all right. I, I know what you're feeling, sort of thing. I mean, these are all just yeah. cool ideas. My gosh, it's like I feel like I've just like plugged into Chat GPT, like <laughs> like here's ben my GPT. Like, like write me Ben GPT, like write me a marketing strategy and content. I am but a natural language. <laughs> I do not have access to the internet past 2021. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I love the idea of yeah. spiraling out onto his, his own thing and, you know, using, like you said, the, the character and dynamic I've really already created. That's actually not something I thought of at all. I really like the idea of the recurring characters. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really cool something to me. Something people can, like, hold on to. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What made you think about splitting the accounts? What was your the intuition? And freedom of experimentation. Mm. So your personal one can be testing different ideas out. So it's you, like, this is a very fine line, I think. You don't want to burn out mm. because you're trying to do two things at once. You want to, at least this, again, I don't know. This is just thinking, but you want to almost try and wrangle it in a way where you're doing the same amount of work where you can pump out two pieces of content. Like, you've mm-hmm. got the behind-the-scenes stuff of creating the comment. You've got the sketches. You've got bits and pieces that, like, is not polished. You can put that on your personal one, even just in your stories if you don't mm. want it in your feed, just letting people know what's going on and then link it to that main account. And that main account is maybe where the more polished stuff goes. Mm. Right? So it's like, cool, that's where I'm testing this idea oh. out. And then say a few months down the line or two years down the line, it's like, oh, I'm kind of burnt out on this idea. Mm-hmm. I've got another idea for a couple of other characters. Mm-hmm. You can either put it on that account or you create another account and then through your personal one, hey, I'm starting this new thing around this other idea. Spin that up. That would be my thought around mm. splitting up the characters mm. is is not being too tied to, oh, this account, I don't want to just focus on this one thing. It's me as well. I don't just want it to be these characters. Whereas having that other account gives you freedom to run as far mm. as you want with those two characters and explore and add the whole world essentially, <laughs> right? Potentially, you know, it's you could do all sorts of things. Like mm. that's what I was – if I was had a couple of things that kicked off that were based on a couple of characters – Mm. it's probably what I would do, I think. So hearing all that, Michelle, does your brain go into like, yes, I can see what I'm going to do next? Or is it like, 
yeah, but like, you know, are there objections? Is there excitement? Like what's happening? Bit of both. So the idea of this second account, making Uh it into a second account, running with the characters, building on that, making it a series and really, like you said, building that world. I love that. I think that's something that I very much, I'm like, oh, I feel excited for that. Like you said, I can visualize it almost. Yeah. And something that I think I'll probably think seriously about. The part that is holding me back that I can feel that like, oh, inner resistance. And Francis, you're always pushing me to do this, but like posting what goes on behind the scenes, I am so resistant to that. And you always (laughs) tell me to do it and I hate it. And I think, you know, it's so interesting because on the one hand, I'm talking about this comic, which is about vulnerability. And on the other, like I, I can see it still there. There is a tension that I feel about posting something so vulnerable online, feeling mm. like, oh, mm. I, I didn't think it was going to be seen as many by these people. Mm. It was, mm. oh, I've really kind of put my heart out there. People are checking on me. That There's a part of that that feels good and a part of it that feels scary. Mm. And similarly, I feel that with the posting behind the scenes, I am terrified of coming across like, with like you kind of showing this unpolished side yeah. of it. You know, I think of it, I'm like, oh, it feels like it looks messy. I feel like it doesn't look like I know what I'm doing. Does it make any sense? Is this helpful to anyone, you know? and Because I don't think, oh, gosh, this is going to sound so silly to you. I don't think my process is very interesting to look at. I think there are some people I do, because I enjoy looking at the process of other people, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel that my process is very interesting. And and Francis, you, you kind of like really encouraged me to post a process video of one of my TikToks, and I think I posted it, and then... I'm going to check now because I think I took it down. I think I hit it. I don't know. I, I'm going to check whether I did or not. Yeah, yeah. I hit it because I was just like, no, I couldn't. I was just thinking about it all the time. I was like, it's cluttering up my beautiful profile yeah. with polished posts mm. with something that isn't polished. And, I, I and that's, what, kind of silly about. And that's yeah. what I was saying about like stories. Utilize stories because they're so fleeting. Mm. Get used to like if you don't want like the unpolished stuff, that's fine. Throw it, throw it in the stories. Just get used to mm. like even like for me. I think very similar things. I think that my process, like the actual process of doing the thing, isn't inherently interesting unless I do something about it to make it interesting. So mm. then that becomes an art in itself to try and make it interesting and sort of bring out all my thoughts yeah. instead of just the visual things that you see. Like you mm. see a few lines and it looks scribbly. Mm. What I'm thinking about, I might go and make a 3D model to show, okay, this is what I'm thinking about. This is what this is going to turn into. I'll throw like the color palette next to an image that I'm going to take just to make it look a little bit nicer. Oh, and it yours, doesn't have to yours go are on. beautiful. You're the king of that. Oh, no, the- you're too kind. No, but it's like it's, <laughs> it's thought about because just a sketch by itself is very boring. Yeah. Like it can potentially be very boring. Mm-hmm. So, and that would be a concern about like muddying up the feed. But what you could do for extra content because carousels are wicked, mm. you could you could do a post to say, "Hey, I've just done the final page of my comic, so then it looks finished." And then I think we've got you've got ten slides. Yeah, you've got ten slides that you can show the whole process of, mm-hmm. and then at the end, the call to action to go and follow the actual account that all the comics are, are sat on, like this new new account that you're creating. So it doesn't have to be up front. The first one can be polished, mm. and you can have a little arrow to say process inside or not. You can just allow Instagram's user interface to say that there's more behind here and then get people to swipe. But it doesn't have to be like, okay, the image is always going to be there. And it's interesting from an algorithm perspective as well. Instagram came out with something where they're balancing the reach between Reels 
carousels and photo posts now. Mm -hmm. So they're not so weighed heavily in favor of reels. They're sort of balancing it back out again. So it could be a pretty cool time to start experimenting with carousels mm -hmm. as I've heard well. about TikTok as well. Yeah. Apparently, for whatever reason, TikTok's also pushing the slideshow type posts. It's such a dynamic way to share content. It's, I mean, yeah, a video is a video and that's cool. An image is, is just an image. Mm. But then this is like you can do a bit of both. You can tell mm. a, a story in a different way. It's sort of you got your own pace yeah. kind yeah. of thing. It's a very versatile. And that's why I jumped on it with the sketch notes because it's like, oh, I could do so much with this. Mm. I found kind of a thing that's working at the moment, but I always want to try and experiment and make, yeah, the creating of the thing the fun part as well, not just drawing the characters or the yes. or the paintings or anything like that. But I reckon there's a real opportunity because you you've got some data right, mm -hmm. that these two characters resonated and at the very least the story between these characters resonated, right, mm -hmm. the, the human you and the pink blob, mm -hmm. right? So it's like I personally would run with that and even just like start a notes app or whatever notes app you have, every little idea that you think of, just write, put it somewhere, put it somewhere mm -hmm. just consistently. So then when you come back and you're like, cool, I'm inspired, I've got like a whole vault of ideas and let's get cracking and test it out and just do a three – page carousel all right and then yeah i don't know i don't know that's what it yeah, gets me excited because I, I can like see that it's like it's got like cult following ingredients yeah, I like, I, yeah. <laughs> you're right about that i can yeah. see the cult following yeah. yeah because it's like mental health and it's like and then i'm seeing like sponsorships for like better health have you seen that on like youtube and that kind I of or, that. or better health oh, like, i've seen or, i've seen yeah. it i don't know what you think about it but there's like room for sponsorships <laughs> and that kind of thing probably not yeah <laughs> but it's like the, then there's yeah from monetization yeah. standpoints you've got the comics themselves because you got what's her face with the zines for uh, uh, uh what was it sql julia evans yeah I think it's that's the name. Julia, yeah, she yeah. she writes zines for basically understanding programming concepts. Oh yes, I remember you yeah, telling me. And she, yeah, and she she's already you know she said publicly she's a millionaire from that. So. Yeah. So and that's just downloadable. Yep, downloadable. You can buy them printed. I think. Yeah. Potentially, I, I think so. Yeah. 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 So it's like you get that cult following, and there's like value in there, and it's not just like so. Hers was like more educational, right? Yeah. And entertainment as well like education like yeah if it's just pure education it's like a textbook mm -hmm. she's like got entertainment and the way she does things but yours is like the same thing really education yeah. <laughs> and entertainment uh -huh. because you're educating people on like mental health but through story and that kind of stuff and yeah that's because that's something i've been thinking more and more about with my stuff is like story it's mm. like yeah it's cool like drawing stuff and making it look cool and whatever but it's like i think it's i want to try and resonate with people at a deeper level through like characters that I make and just like in different mm -hmm. scenarios and stories and that kind of thing. And it's that's where the longevity comes in mm -hmm. and you build that moat around you from a branding perspective. It's like, well, no one can really copy your stories. Like AI yeah. can't like copy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's I don't really think anyone can copy that story, you know, because yeah. it's got a creative, Yeah, you know, it's got creativity in it, like that's a twist. It. It's got the Michelle stamp. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a very me story. I yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tried making comics, Ben? No. No, it's Is something I've thought about. Just you, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do a collab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you teach me how to do it. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> I've actually been studying like story and figuring out how, even with like YouTube and stuff, mm. like what's how to figure out a story from beginning to end, like the whole uh, whatever hero's journey and this and that, mm. and whatever. But like yeah, even structuring a comic and getting the characters to interact with each other and like show don't tell and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, fascinating. And it's skills that down the track that 
say all this social media stuff goes away tomorrow. It's not going to, but say it does. It's like skills that is like very high. Like for anyone listening at yeah. the moment, it's skills that set you apart. I think from the rest, from someone that can just draw nicely, mm. but to someone that can communicate, which is is a visual medium, right? That's what mm. a lot of drawing is. It's communicating visually. So if you can add another layer to that mm. and upskill. Um, which is what I'm trying to do. It's, yeah, super valuable, yeah. I reckon, well, as well. Well, if I can do a quick plug, if you want to come learn about comics. There you go. I'm doing a comic workshop with the Adelaide City Library on the 20th. 20- I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think it's, oh, my gosh. I think it's the 22nd of April. It's a Saturday morning. 22nd so, of April. Yeah. What I'm doing is, again, is, is niching down. It's not really about comics. I kind of, you know, kind of. I don't know what you lied to really. them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I creatively interpreted uh, that statement for my own agenda. Uh, so, really, what it's about is more really the the therapeutic utility of comics rather mm. than making a good polished comic. Mm. Um, this is the intersection, right? That I'm so interested in. I think stories are so like we need to make meaning out of experiences in order to process them. Mm-hmm. So. Whether it be, like you said, stories so powerful. And sometimes it's the stories that we just tell ourselves. Sometimes the stories that we tell other people. Sometimes the stories that we create and actually put down into paper one way or another. Mm. And I think doing that, putting words down on paper, putting art down on paper is so powerful and yeah. it's so underrated. And I really think it has such huge therapeutic value. Like making these autobiocomics, uh, it's not just putting it out. It has huge therapeutic value for mm. me. And so, yeah, the Adelaide City Library is doing a series of comic workshops. Mine won't be the only one running. I think they're running a few throughout the year. So, uh, yeah, if anyone's based in Adelaide. Fantastic. Or fly in. (laughs) There's time. Um, Yeah, look, I think they're going to start, if they haven't already, I think it's this week that they're putting out some of those. Perfect. um, Because it's kind of like journaling almost. It's like a different way of journaling. Like Mm. like you hear about that, like the bullet journals and 10-minute morning Morning pages pages, and all that sort of stuff. It's just a visual artist way of sort of doing that. Yeah, and I do potentially. use yeah. comics in my journaling sometimes yeah. when, I, when I do it. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that goes back and forth. But yeah, it's always good. And there's something about, like, I think everyone should try it. You don't have to be good at drawing. You really don't. You can use stick figures. You can use symbols, you know, little scribbles, little, like, doodles or flowers or collage or anything. Yeah. Try it next time you journal using, like, drawings or draw a scene that happened mm. in whatever you're journaling about. and I, I, this is not evidence-based. This is completely, you know, this is not drawing on my knowledge as a provisional psychologist. This is completely uh, my own, like, anecdotal. Yeah. But, but really, I think that the power of that is transformative. Mm. Fully believe that. Hell yeah. Okay. So some homework for our viewers. That's it. One, go to the workshop. <laughs> <laughs> Two, draw some visualizations of things that have happened in your- Things that have happened. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Your journal. Process some stuff. No, this is fantastic. I want to keep chatting comics and story and your process and everything. So we'll definitely have you back. Oh, thank you. I'd love to. I'll I'll be back anytime. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you've got a couple more other guests lined up before I can do that. So excited to hear them. Yeah, we do. No, it's going to be good. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Michelle. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. We'll we'll see you again. Definitely. Okay. Cool.